Lesson 1. Management of Care Use the six quality and safety education for nurses, QSEN, competencies as a guide for managing and supervising care. 1. Patient-Centered Care The patient, or designee, is recognized as a source of control and full partner. Care that is provided is based on respect for patients' preferences, values, and needs. 2. Teamwork and Collaboration Open communication, mutual respect, and shared decision-making are used to achieve quality patient care. 3. Evidence-based practice Health care delivery is the integration of best current evidence with clinical expertise and patient family preferences and values. 4. Quality improvement Data is used to monitor the outcomes of care processes. Improvement methods continuously improve the quality and safety of health care systems. 5. Safety. Risk of harm to clients and providers is minimized through both system effectiveness and individual performance. 6. Informatics. Information and technology is used to communicate, manage knowledge, mitigate error, and support decision-making. E. Establishing priorities. 1. Prioritizing involves decisions of which needs or problems require immediate attention or action and which ones can be delayed until a later time if they are not urgent. Needs that are life-threatening or could result in harm to the client if left untreated are high priorities. Actual problems or needs have higher priority than potential problems or needs. Problems or needs identified by client are of a higher priority. Consider Maslow's principles, hierarchy of needs, or the ABC's airway breathing circulation of emergency care to guide decisions. Mutual decision-making for, for priorities may be made with the client based on the client's physiological needs, desires, and safety. Communication skills and conflict resolution. Communication. Communication involves perception to receive a message. It also involves expectation. The unexpected may be ignored. Communication makes demands on nurses to think and respond. Communication is different than information. Types of communication. Downward. Used to relate organizational policy such as position, description, and rules and regulations. Upward. Includes such things as staff meetings. Lateral. Between staff members. An example, to coordinate activities. Diagonal. Staff from different levels work together on a project. Causes of conflict. Inadequate communication. Incorrect facts. Unstable leadership or inadequate action plans. Misunderstood roles or responsibilities. Receiving directions from two or more delegators. 
lack of or limited staff input into decisions, inability to accept change, and power issues. Prevention of conflict includes allocating resources fairly, avoiding unexplained changes, clearly stating expectations, addressing staff fears, Dealing with conflict can take prompt action. Dealing with conflict help parties resolve conflict among themselves. Dealing with conflict maintains an objective approach. It avoids criticism. Dealing with conflict use problem-solving approach. Provide privacy for sensitive issues. Negotiate for agreements not winning or losing. Focus on patient care interests. Avoid emotional outbursts and include a third party when me- when mediation seems the best choice. Communication and collaboration techniques. SBAR technique provides a standard framework for communication between members of the healthcare team. SBAR, S-B- AR S is situation B is background A is assessment and R is recommendation situation a concise statement of the problem background pertinent and brief information related to the situation assessment analysis and considerations of options what you found or think recommendation is action requested or recommended what you want. Another communication and, cal- and collaboration technique is I pass the baton. The baton, sorry. I pass the baton. Use the improv hands off and transitions in healthcare with opportunities to ask questions, clarify, and confirm. I pass the baton is introduction patient, assessment, situation, safety concerns, background, actions, timing, ownership, and next. Introduction. Introduce yourself and your role or job in your job. Patient. Name, identifiers, age, gender, location, assessment. Presenting chief complaint, vital signs, Symptoms and diagnosis. Situation. Current status and circumstances, including code status, recent changes, responses, treatment, safety concerns, critical lab reports, critical lab values, socioeconomic factors, allergies, alerts such as falls, isolation, background. Comorbidities, previous episodes, current medication, family history, actions. What actions were taken or are required and provide brief rationale? Timing. Level of urgency and explicit timing prioritization of actions. Ownership. Who is responsible? Nurse, doctor, team, patient family responsibilities 
next? What will happen next? Is there an, an anticipated change? What is the plan? What is the contingency plan? And our last communication and collaboration technique is CUS, a process used effectively at, I'm sorry, a process used to more effectively advocate for clients when there is a concern. CUS, C-U-S, concern, uncomfortable, and safety. I am concerned, I am uncomfortable, and this is unsafe. Delegation. Delegation is a process by which responsibility and authority by performing tasks are transferred from one individual to another who accepts that authority and responsibility. Delegation involves responsibility, accountability, and authority. Responsibility is an obligation to accomplish a task. Accountability, accepting ownership ownership for the results or lack of. Authority, right to act or empower over others. Delegation overview. A nurse can only delegate those tasks for which that nurse is responsible. The delegator remains accountable for the task. Along with responsibility for a task, the nurse who delegates must also transfer the authority necessary to complete the task. The delegator knows how to perform the task being delegated, and delegation is a contractual agreement that is entered into voluntarily. Remember the steps in the nursing process. Add pie, a delicious pie. Assessment, diagnosis, planning, implementation, and evaluation. Scope of practice, training, and education of nursing personnel. The registered nurse. If they have a bachelor's, prepared nurses are equipped for, to care for individuals, families, groups, and communities in both structured and unstructured health settings. An associate's degree nurse are equipped to care for individuals in a structured health care environment. RNs cannot delegate the following activities to unlicensed assistive personnel, UAP. Assessment of clients, evaluation of client data, nursing judgment, client family education counseling and evaluation, nursing diagnosis, nursing care planning. Licensed practical or vocational nurses, LPN or VN, assist in implementing a defined plan of care and to perform procedures according to protocol. Assessment skills involve collecting data and are directed at differentiating normal from abnormal. They may reinforce information that has been given to the client by the RN. Competence to care for physiologically stable clients with predictable conditions. The scope of practice for LPN or VN is not the same in every jurisdiction. Unlicensed assistive personnel, a UAP. Because they are unlicensed, they have no scope of practice. 
In general, nursing tasks that may be delegated include non-invasive and non-sterile treatments. Assist in a variety of direct client care activities or tasks. An example, bathing, transferring, ambulating, feeding, toileting, and obtaining measurements such as vital signs, height, weight, intake, and output, blood glucose levels. They also perform indirect activities such as housekeeping, transporting people, and stocking supplies. Some states allow for the practice of medication administration in specific settings by medication aids. Please refer to your jurisdiction's laws for specific information. The steps of delegation. You have to make sure you have the right task. Define the task and determine if it can be safely delegated. Match the delegating to the task. Determine if the task is within the scope of practice for the delegating. Determine agency policies, procedures, and standards. Understand standards of practice. Remember, nursing tasks that can be delegated to unlicensed assistive personnel are intended to assist but not replace the nurse. The second step of delegation is the right circumstances. Determine if there's anything about the client's condition or the environment which would preclude this delegatee from performing the task as delegated. <clears throat> Determine if staff members have the resources, equipment, and supervision needed to work safely. The third step is the right person. Is the right person delegating the right task to the right person to be performed on the right patient? Determine if staff members have the necessary, necessary knowledge, skills, and abilities to perform the delegated tasks and if this information is documented. Determine if the client's condition is stable with predictable outcomes prior to delegating care. Step four, right direction or right communication. Clearly communicate the specific steps of the task, expectations about performance, reporting, and documentation of the task. Potential problems and solutions are discussed. The nurse intervenes if necessary, and staff members must be able to decline without jeopardizing their jobs. And the last step, to delegating is right supervision or right evaluation. Appropriate monitoring, intervention, evaluation, and ongoing feedback. The nurse must have the appropriate skills to assist, teach, and guide the individual who is completing the task. The nurse will determine if client needs were met. The nurse can continue to withdraw the delegation and problems particularly and sentinel, sentinel events are clarified or reported to supervisors. So that's the right task, the right circumstances, the right person, the right direction or communication, and the right supervision or evaluation. Client care assignments. Assign the right task, assign the task to the right person, the LPN may, may assign tasks to the unlicensed assistive personnel or nursing assistant. 
unlicensed assistive person or nursing assistant cannot delegate to other UAPs or nursing assistants. The four C's of communication is clear, concise, correct, and complete. Clear. Does the team member understand what I'm saying? Concise. Have I confused the direction by giving too much unnecessary information? Correct. Is the direction given according to policy procedures, job description, and the law? Complete. Does the team member have all the information necessary to complete the task? Documentation. Types of patient records. Problem-oriented medical record, POMR. A decision is made on the nature of the client's problem or problems, and these problems are assessed regularly. Recorded using a standard format by narrative notes in the SOAP format or by flow sheets. Discharge summary relates the overall assessment of progress during treatment and plans for follow-up care, encouraging continuity of care. Four parts. Database, problem list, initial plan, and progress notes. The database is the client's present health status. The problem list is numbered list of health problems. The initial plan, plan to help overcome health problems. Progress notes are all disciplines charts on the same page. Source oriented, most traditional type of of charting with different disciplines charting on separate forms. The drawback, records become very bulky very quickly. Remember, documentation has six key components. Co-ax, confidential, organized, accurate, complete, timely, subjective, and objective data. Methods and styles of charting. Narrative charting. The nurse records observations, data, including reactions from the client, in a sequential and chronological order. Baseline charted every shift. Source oriented. The SOAP, S-O-A-P, problem oriented charting, comes from a medical model. Subjective, which is what client tells you. Objective, what you observe and see. Assessment, what you think is going on based on the data and plan what you are going to do. DAR, D-A-R, data action and response. Data is collecting information about a problem. Action, the task to be completed about the problem. And response, the client's response to the problem. Focus charting. Charting on an acute condition, a problem, a potential problem, a treatment or procedure, or a client behavior. Components of this type of charting include information about the condition or problem, action, and client's responses. A pie charting uses a nursing process. Assessment, problem, intervention, evaluation. Charting by exception 
uses flow sheets. Emphasis on abnormal or what is abnormal for this particular client. Normal routine is presumed as having been done without any problems. Here are some documentation guidelines. The general ones are to check that you have the correct chart, record the facts as accurately as possible, chart as you go, never chart for another person, do not mention incident reports, avoid the use of abbreviations, when in doubt, write it out. All healthcare institutions have a list of accepted abbreviations. Refer to the Joint Commission's official do not use list of abbreviations. Never alter a client's record. Altering a client's chart is a criminal offense. Six things that nurses must document. Assessment. Nursing diagnosis and client needs. Interventions. Care provided. Client response to care. And the client's ability to manage continuity care after discharge. Legal guidelines for charting. Electronic health record, EHR charting. Never share access or passwords with any other person. Change your passwords frequently. Maintain confidentiality of document information printed from the computer. Carefully check your information before you press enter. Access information for clients under your care only. Log off when you are finished. Date and time are automatically recorded. Paper ink. Do write in chronological order. Use permanent black ink. Chart the time and date for each entry. Include consent for or refusal of treatment. Client responses to interventions. Calls made to other healthcare professionals. Write legibly. Cross through the error once. Date and initial the change. Correct any errors in a timely manner. Do not for paper ink is do not erase. Scratch out or use correction fluid, liquid paper or whiteout. Do not document for others or change documentation by others. Do not leave blank spaces. Do not recopy any charting form and do not make photocopies without permission. Nursing and the law. Public law deals with an individual's relationship to the state. Constitutional law, law that defines and or limit the powers of the government. Administrative law, the body of law that regulates the operation and procedures of government agencies such as board of nursing or regulatory board. And criminal law. Nurse Practice Act, NPA. Enacted by state legislation and enforced by a Board of Nursing or Regulatory Body. Intent of the Nurse Practice Act is to protect the public's health by overseeing and ensuring the safe practice of nursing. Information included in most NPAs. Standards of scope 
standards and scope of nursing practice or conduct, requirements for entry to practice and licensure, types of title and licenses, grounds for disciplinary action. Constitutional law often involves issues related to privacy, the High Tech Act and HIPAA in the U.S., and citizens' rights, such as the Americans with Disabilities Act, the Mental Health Parity Act, and the Patient Self-Determination Act in the U.S. At least once a year, be sure to read your Nurse Practice Act and understand your legal scope of practice. Civil law, crimes against a person or persons related to contracts, torts, and protective reporting laws. Tort law, a unintentional or intentional wrongful act that results in injury to a person, his property, or reputation. As a result of the wrongdoing, the injured person can take civil action against the person who injured him or her and is entitled to compensation for damages or injuries suffered. Intentional torts include assault, battery, invasion of privacy, false imprisonment, defamation, fraud. Negligence is failing to exercise the proper care required by the situation. Malpractice is failing to act as any prudent professional with similar background, knowledge, and education would act under similar circumstances. Four conditions must be present for malpractice. Duty. The nurse has a legal obligation to provide reasonable care according to a certain standard of care. Breach. The nurse has broken the duty or standard of care. Proximate cause. Any harm or damage that resulted can be linked to the duty owed. Damages. The nurse's acts or omissions cause the injury, loss, or harm. Common malpractice issues for nurses. Failing to recognize and report a change in a client's condition. Failing to institute a fall protocol. Failing to use the proper procedure for a specific skill. Incorrect use of equipment. And medication administration errors. Nurses may be subject to civil action, disciplined by a board of nursing, as well as criminal lawsuits for some acts of negligence, such as diverting drugs. Nursing responsibilities. Comply with state and or federal regulations for reporting client conditions, an example abuse, neglect, communicable, communicable diseases, gunshot wounds, dog bites report on safe practices by nursing by nurses an example as suspected substance abuse or diverting drugs or improper care use a chain of command to report mandatory reporting to a board of nursing is required by many nurse practice acts identify and manage client valuables according to facility or agency policy strategies to prevent errors reduce risk and ensure client safety use effective communication and interpersonal skills with colleagues clients and their families practice within your scope of practice follow facility policies and procedures maintain nursing skills and competencies 
through continuing education. Document everything.